Five-minute penalty to Chicago, a game misconduct, and then Manson having words with Stephen. And now, Butcher gets into it. We're going to have a brawl, folks. Stand by. Hey, what's up, everyone? Tyler Cash here. Man, I made it. That's for sure. Um, we decided to do another last-minute podcast because all of these series have gone to Game Seven, and uh, it's pretty crazy. So, yeah. So I'm here, finally having a drink after dealing with Labor Day traffic and wanting to gouge my fucking eyeballs out. <laughs> so, how are you doing? Good, good. Just uh, yeah, 2 p.m. Labor Day weekend starting. First intermission of this uh, Av Stars Game Seven. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is what we all look look for, right? These Game Sevens, winner take all. It's what everyone everyone dreams of watching and playing it. So, three Game Sevens in twenty seven hours. Does that sound right? Yeah, like 27, 27 and a Oof. half, something like that. Nuts, chaos. That's just madness. And I, honestly, obviously, you know, I said you know Knights and five, and I didn't expect this out of the Canucks. Obviously, we'll get into that. Uh, Demko is just fucking playing balls to the wall out there and that's driving me absolutely insane <laughs> i know you tried to uh you thought it'd be funny to catch me like randomly last night i had my own rec league game so i was tossed and playing and uh actually i got ejected for getting in a fight myself uh after getting cross-checked to the face confirmed yeah, explain explain that <laughs> did anything lead up to the cross-check was it just out of the blue oh man this is a, so this is actually a fun story so um Unfortunately, the league that I play in, there's a lot of refs that that also play on teams, which is it's a you know, conflict of interest, right? So if you wow. play a ref one week and you know he doesn't like how you you know were chirping him or you know you were slashing at him, whatever the deal is, he's going to remember the next game that he is refing for your team. Right. So we were playing a team that had two refs on it, and then the two refs that were refing our game were the assholes that I dealt with the week before. And yeah, it was just, a, it was a shit show. And basically uh, there was this big fucking bender goon fucking hillbilly situation going on. And he, uh, he's obviously not the best player. So he throws his weight around, which is, you know, not un, uncommon for, you know, even what, how I play, but I mean, it's definitely rec league hockey. It's rec league roller hockey to, to boot. So you don't really throw your weight around. It's not really cool. So yeah, he, he was throwing his weight around and uh, keeping his head down, and he was taking the puck out of the zone, and uh, he had his head completely down. So, you know, I gave him a little shoulder check. He ate shit, and this dude's like 250 pounds. And uh, he, he gets up, he gets up, and he looks at me, and he goes, I'm going to remember that. And no joke, like 15 seconds later, he gets control of the puck again. I poke it free, go down and fucking shoot a five-hole and score a goal. And I felt like such a, such a badass, right? I turn around, I point to him. I said, you can remember that, motherfucker. Because it literally happened like boom, boom, yeah, boom, right? right? So I'm not the greatest player in the world. So like I, I was feeling like I was on cloud nine. That dude obviously looked like an idiot. He comes at me and he starts like fucking cup checking me from behind. And the ref's like, hey, knock it off. But of course, we go into a face-off immediately after. And it's right off the face-off, the dude just, I, you know, like cross checks me fully right in the mask, actually like knocks my, my bucket clear off my head and blood. I, he, he drew blood and I, I just fucking started. I just, I, I dropped gloves and just started swinging, which is stupid to drop gloves because I was just swinging on his helmet Yeah, <laughs> because right. he, he didn't really get a chance to do it, but obviously that's just in my nature to do it. But yeah, he, his, um, and then he was like, keep your head up, but I'm, I'm in the face off circle, you know, yeah. it, it was just 
It's fucking well, stupid. Supposed to look at. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it was stupid goon bullshit, but, uh, and they wound up winning and I got ejected. Actually, I got ejected. And one of the other guys on our team, cause he was the third guy in, he got kicked. It was a shit show. And then obviously I got wasted watching the Knights fucking blow it, which, you know, we'll get to, um, which we can start with, or we can, or we can talk about Dallas and abs, whatever you want to do. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. But you got to love beer league hockey, to say the least. To seen, we've all seen some shit. I feel like around that one way or another. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's let's just get into it, and I will we'll leave since that game is later tonight. We'll start with Dallas Abs right now. Um, are, are you aware of the score right now? You understand what's going on? Anything like that? Yeah, I am because I did go play some bets, uh, and actually one of my bets is Pavelski having a two point game, and I saw yeah, that he was the. One. I saw he's got one, so he's got the primary assist on that first goal. And what is it? Is it two one going into the second period? Is that correct? Uh, correct. Yeah, two one abs. Uh, both goalies look shaky as hell. Like you have Hudobin, any puck getting shot, rebound. Where is it? Where is it? You have Hutchinson. Like any shot at his pads, he cannot control. Like a rebound, he can't. It's just every, everywhere. I'm surprised it's only two one. Quite honestly. But uh, yeah, both goalies look nervous, shaky, not fully 100% ready to go. So I wouldn't surprise this this to be like one of those like 5-4 kind of games. Yeah, high scoring for sure. And I mean, I think we might see that a lot, to be honest with you. There's going to be some high intensity games um, as we are going to talk about. Each of these series were they were three to one at one point, you know, like and all of these teams have fought back. due to an array of reasons but so yeah i mean there's a lot on the line we're gonna see some intense hockey for sure over the next day yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. but um yeah so interestingly enough yeah we got this game going on right now abs i would say have the momentum especially after the period and especially after winning the last two games making it a, a 3-3 series game seven winner take all but um yeah as we sort of talked i think landis got sort of had an injury in game six, uh, they're showing it on the broadcast. He just was not skating very well at all, and uh, just didn't play from from then on. That part, the, the point that they showed, um, not even dressed. Captain's not even dressed for game seven. So that's that's another interesting headline to to look at there. But um, yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, so far a fun game to say the least. And we have no idea what his injury is because they're just using the term unfit to play. Yeah, I, I would assume so, based on how he was skating, it's probably something lower body because he just like pulled not, a groin. Yeah, something like that. He just was not skating well at all. The, 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 the clip that they showed, and he just like he, so he literally went on the ice for like five, six seconds, took like five or six strides, made a stick check, and just went back to the bench and just sat down and, and didn't play. Damn. Yeah, I had a bet on him to have two points as well because I was I, I thought maybe, you know, ran in, you know, and him and McKinnon are going to turn it up. And I, I also thought it was going to be a high-scoring game. So I figured, hey, that's an easy bet, right? But him not playing, obviously, that's not an option. Uh, I have a gut feeling that for some reason, Dallas is going to pull it together and win it. I don't know why I think that. Maybe it's just because I've been kind of impressed with what they've done so far. Especially well, without having Bishop, but well, I know you're not a, I know you're not a, a big football guy at all that much. But you also got to remember the owner of the Avalanche, Stan Kroenke, the same guy who fucking took the St. Louis Rams away. So, if you want a reason to root for the Stars as a person from St. Louis, there's okay, your, there's your reason. Okay, fair, fair. Well, I, I, I mean, yeah, it's, I don't really have a. I just want. I'm glad it went seven games and they're beating the hell out of each other, so that if the Knights do somehow advance. You know, then 
we're looking at kind of a fair fight as far as this goes, because everyone went seven games this round. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously McKinnon's fun to watch. Uh, that top line is is unreal. Uh, and we did speak about it in previous episodes that we did think if there was a team that could turn it around and win it all, it would be Avs. So, you know, my guess is still Avs, and I'm still sticking with that. And it looks like both of our predictions are going pretty well so far. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, this, this is... Yeah, well, we, I, I, it's just like it's too early in the game right now. Just kind of glancing here, watching it right now. It's just literally both goalies still just look like, uh, where's the puck after it's hit them like every single time? Like it's it's wild. But uh, yeah. Anyway, um, moving on. Like like you said, you had a you had a great time watching uh, <laughs> Game Six of the Canucks, Canucks Knights. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, tonight here. Uh, eight what eight Central six six uh pacific for me uh but well, the thing that makes no sense to me is before we get into that like it's a huge missed opportunity i feel like for um for the nhl because it's like it's friday right and uh, you know mid-afternoon friday winner take all game like like what are you doing but like when you look at it um i believe the conference finals weren't even scheduled to start to like the 7th or 8th of september okay so, like you easily could have pushed one of these games to tomorrow and then you have two games that are in different bubbles. You don't have to have this crazy time gap between like resurfacing the ice, making sure it freezes properly, go through warmups, resurface the ice, you know, all that trapped like twice. Um, we could have had like, you know, that 4 p.m. start Eastern for that game seven with the uh, Islanders Flyers and like your 6 45, 7 p.m. Eastern start for your, uh, for the, for the uh, Knights, Canucks or Dallas Avalanche, whoever, right? Um, but for a reason they didn't do it. So yeah, they, you, they doubled you just, up. You're, you're missing out on ratings on a Friday. Like, I'm sure it's a Labor Day weekend, but you know, I'm sure people are still doing some sort of work at home or have jobs they still have to go to that aren't watching this game that are fans of both teams. Whereas on right. a Saturday, the majority of people are going to be off. Long weekend, drinking beer, watching hockey. I think that's silly. But like, I maybe they could have been out of town though. You know, maybe they're at the lake. You know, it seems oh, like I mean, people are. Even, even more really to be able to watch watch a game but it's just i think it's just a missed opportunity for the nhl like two primetime games on a, on a holiday weekend is like everyone's off probably everyone's going to be wanting to watch something um and you just don't do it but whatever i mean we'll still have we'll still have a good time with that game tomorrow. well and i feel like i feel like we would be doing ourselves uh a disservice to not mention that what was it the canucks gm did we ever figure out if it was a gm or the coaching staff they I actually reached out I didn't and asked that. I didn't get this. I honestly didn't dig deeper into that. I probably should have. Yeah, we heard that they they like had reached out, being like, "Hey, you know, we'll, we'll agree to do a back to back if we advance to the next, you know, uh, ordeal." But uh, they were clearly worried about we're you know overworking Thatcher Demko, which this could be our leeway into that because Jesus Christ, saving ninety of ninety one shots in the past two games and being the only Canuck I think in the history of the team to have a, a shout out as a rookie and being like, was like the fourth, some sort of crazy stat. Like he was like the fourth goalie of all time to like, to do that in a rookie, yeah, rookie start. Something wild. Yeah. Real quick. Uh, so I looked it up. Yeah. So it was um, Jim Benning and Francisco Aquilini. Jim Benning's a GM of the Canucks and the Aquilini guy. He's, I think the, the main uh, investing interest person to the person who owns the uh, owns the actual uh, Canucks, I believe. So right. basically, they reached out to the league and asked them to not do a back to back and to push the game back to Saturday. Which, 
had they had done that, like had the league, which I don't think that they ever would just for backlash and it's on its own, but had they had ever rescheduled that, then you would have fans up in arms being like, well, that's not fair. You have to go by the schedule. You know, I, like, mean, you- I mean, yes and no, but like, think about it. We name the last time there's been ba- like elimination games in a back to back format like this. They, I've, I've always Never. seen them. Like, yeah, <laughs> right? I've always seen them like, oh, games one and two back to back, or oh, games two and three back to back, whatever. Oh, stars just tied it uh, two two now. Oh um, shit! Is it Pavelski? <laughs> no, it was a uh, hints on a deflection. I don't, even, I don't, I don't think Fesco was nice. It was on a delayed penalty. But ah. uh, yeah, it's weird to see. Yeah, let's have back-to-back elimination games with one being a, a winner-take-all. It's just odd. Uh, right. Again, well, when you have they that didn't gap. do back-to-backs in general, right? They, I mean, that I've wasn't a thing. I've seen them before, and like, uh, you know, if if arenas have prior, you know arrangements with concerts or other events or whatever like they kind of have to during like, the during the playoffs like the first round only is the only okay time I've seen that. yeah yeah I, I, that, i've never I, I can't remember a time i've seen something like that recent memory i always remembered it being two days apart and then like as you got um or no, i'm sorry a day apart and then like each round got further apart including like the stanley cup final they really stretch it out right like you have like the isn't it like two days and then there's three days with travel or so, uh, so I I know it, it spreads out further. They make it a bigger deal for sure. It, generally, it's just you have the one travel day and then play. That's how it's generally been later in the rounds. I mean, unless again, there's some reasoning behind arena availability or whatever to to extend it. But that's that's pretty much it. Up oh, breakaway abs. Oh, Hudobin comes up with a save. Yeah. Um, yeah. So wait, yeah, did you mention? Right. I, I I hate we're gonna bounce around. It's gonna happen because we're watching this game live. Didn't did you mention that Carter Hart's not in net? He was for Game Six. Um, I don't know if I don't know what's going to happen for Game Seven unless it's been announced. I don't know. Okay. But um, yeah. Right. Anyway, let's let's get a little bit back on. Track. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Scatterbrain. Scatterbrain. Okay. Uh, so yeah, basically, yeah, Canucks yeah the Canucks came up real big. Um, the Knights haven't been able to crack Thatcher Demko. Ninety saves out of ninety-one shots. I mean, granted, I've been watching these games and the shots haven't been quality. Uh, the Knights look like they're overconfident and kind of sporadic. It doesn't seem very controlled. I mean, they're controlling the game. Like they are 100%, no doubt in my mind. The puck is in, you know, is in the Canucks zone. What seems like 75, 80% of the time, but the, the quality of shots and just the delivery and just, it just doesn't seem like it's there. I mean, I wouldn't put the, I'm going to get on a soapbox for a quick second. I probably not as intensely as I have in the past, but I think starting, Man, starting Leonard game six was just a big mistake. And I saw, I don't know if you saw Luongo, like chimed in with basically the same opinion. Um, He added like on on, uh, Twitter, basically starting, you know, if you're up in a series and you lose game five, go to your backup for game six so that your starter can can end the series. And you would, you you should do that anyways, not even on just a back-to-back. That's just the right thing to do. And if you're thinking about bouncing about, you know, but... I was so mad whenever I heard that Leonard was going to be starting, not because he's not playing amazing, but because DeBoer said from the very beginning that they were going to play both goaltenders and they were going to play them to their strengths. And they were going to be, I mean, not in a tandem situation. I don't think anyone expected that, but yeah, now the other option is throwing flurry out there for game seven. And if he doesn't play lights out, then everyone's going to shit on him. And it's just, it's unfair for the dude. Like he should have started game six and He's not, and I, he either starts tonight, and we pray that he does well, or DeBoer starts Leonard on a back-to-back, which, judging by what he said in the press conference earlier, it sounds like it might be Leonard, which is 
wild. But either way, I think that it was poor coaching. And I think it's poor management, and, and I'm I'm very frustrated as a fan. So so I, I just thought just popped into my head is obviously it's DeBoer. He was there on the shark side when Flurry had his meltdown. It's funny I was looking stuff up about like the stats of I was looking at Flurry's game sevens like career stats and everything, and just ironic tweet. I just think it's I know it's it's salt in the wound from from your past or whatever, but right. It was, a, it was a, I think it was a, either a Knights announcer or beat writer or something, Jesse Granger. He was like, Marc-Andre Fleury hasn't let a goal on a Game 7 since May 2014. He stopped 49 consecutive shots in Game 7 and is 20 minutes away from a 16th playoff shutout, which would tie him for third all-time. And this was right before the five-minute major meltdown and all that. Just, I thought it was a really, really terrible jinxing tweet is all but um, yeah, he's been they've been spouting off all different asinine, you know, facts. And because like when you, when you break it down, it's hockey, right? A lucky bounce yeah. is going to be a lucky bounce. Like a hot team is going to be a hot team and a cold goaltender goaltender. Sorry, <clears throat> which is what flurry is right now because he's been a backup. He's cold. He hasn't been playing. Putting him in in game seven Whoa. is just is irresponsible. You see, you say that, right? But then you flip the book and you say, oh, Thatcher Demko hasn't played in months. And we throw him in. Look what he did. Like, granted, sorry, sorry, he's played a couple games, so it's it's a little different. I, I get what you're saying, but I feel like that's kind of a weak excuse as an NHL goalie. But um, one thing I did want to point out, uh, yeah, this is what I was trying to look back up. Uh, Avs just took the lead. Kadri, uh, this is a Damn. show game. Um, Mark Andre Fleury, career game seven stats: uh, three and four, two point two five goals against, ninety one point six save percentage, and um, yeah. So like it's not like, like he's he's played all right like he's played good I would say those game sevens and you know granted so many of them came on early in his career uh, than they have now I feel like but um, yeah it, it comes down to again you want the guy who's actually has won something has the experience in game sevens or you want the guy who's hungry and proven and playing in a contract year and, and all this stuff but it's it's just it feels like one way or another it's just. It's but a it's, shit show. It's, it's, it's a bad. shitty decision to make. But yeah, it's like DeBoer being, you know, the coach on the shark scene, what happened in that game seven and, and being on the flip side of it. It's like, is he have something in his mind against Flurry because of that? I don't, who knows? We'll, we'll never fully. We'll fight. No, it. we will. We will. <laughs> if he doesn't start Flurry tonight, then literally that tweet well, that Flurry's point, agent sent out is real. That, well, I point, back that 100%. Being, point being, like, we'll never fully hear, like, a, a candid. Uh, response yeah. from the war or anything so maybe we might hear a candid response out of flurry though if he's shipped out if he goes somewhere i mean you know how that is like uh, it, uh, it usually doesn't go right away like it took it took some time for peron to speak out about his time with vegas true. and like it took like a year or two and he was like yeah they didn't offer me shit you know yeah. like it will eventually if with how flurry's character is like i wouldn't doubt if we hear about this eventually I, I hope to God, as I said to you, or I don't know if I've said it to you, but I've said it to friends before. This is my prediction, right? If if the Knights win the cup this year and Leonard plays majority of his games, then I think Fleury's gone. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get shipped out probably to, to Pittsburgh. He'll retire a Penguin. That's a beautiful story. Blah, 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 blah. If Leonard shits to bed, they don't, or, you know, they don't quite make it to the, the Stanley cup. I think they can juggle them for a year. That's my prediction. But I, I mean, who knows? And it also says a lot tonight. Like if they don't start flurry, he has every right to be upset. Yeah, and exactly. I, I hope he gets out there and he gets hyped 
and I hope he he gets excited, and I hope you see that those pearly whites through his through his cage. <laughs> that because that's that's how you know. And and I'll tell you this, man. Like you know, Flurry is one of my all time favorite goaltenders. Like regardless of the nights, and I I, I love the duties of Butte. And but I will tell you this: he did not look like he was having any fun that Stanley Cup uh, final against the the Capitals. Like yeah. he, it was like he got there, and they got there with such ease, and. Then they, it just seemed like even that first game, they won it, but it just seemed really shaky. And he, he just was never smiling. He didn't look like he was like in the zone and ready. So I really hope to God he gets out there and he's just cocky as all hell and has fun. And, and I think it's going to go one of, of two ways. I mean, I think we both agree that the Canucks have the advantage here. Uh, I don't really want to say that. It hurts for me to say that. Um, but I, I do really think that the Canucks are buzzing, and we don't know what Demko is capable of. I mean, it's a back-to-back. We also don't, we also we'll don't see. Start. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But yeah, I think if yeah, I think if Flurry starts, it goes one of two ways. It's a shit show, or he's lights out. I, I don't think it's even going to be close to that game that he already played in the series, which I believe ended five to three, something like that. And yeah, I think it's literally he lets in two goals like the entire game or he lets in like five, six. Fair. Fair. And I, I really don't want to see that. And I don't, I just want to see a good game. I'm thankful. I think that how they treated flurry is shitty. Um, yeah. So I have, I have, I have two more points I want to bring up with this. So, okay. Let's say let's, one, one of two ways. Let's say it doesn't matter who starts. Let's say it's Leonard. Let's say it's flurry. Let's say either one of them lets in, either a couple soft goals or like three goals in the first, do you think DeBoer will pull one for the other and, and without a question? Or do you think he's just going to be like, this is the goal I picked this, is the hill I'm dying on. Uh, I think he does. I think he's been known to, I mean, okay. So he was dealing with much shittier goaltenders in San Jose, yeah. but I think he does. I think okay. if, if Leonard is the starter and he lets in two goals that first period and they're rather soft, like kind of like these slow, like easy shots that he should, he should take. I, I do think Flurry starts, unless there's some sort of vendetta that, once again, that we don't know about. That is just like a brutal situation where, yeah, yeah, you know, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And but yeah, I do think that it, out of all the goalies, or I'm sorry, out of all the coaches, I do think DeBoer would be the one to flip flop, just based off of what I've seen him do in San Jose. That's fair. And then one thing to point out too, I was reading about this, and again, not to harp on March or so anymore, but I guess like the last two playoff runs, like he was averaging like at or above a point per game, like it's yeah, like really, really good. Um, he also he's, not, he's yeah, nowhere to be found. <laughs> he's nowhere to be found. He's averaging about half a point right now, especially yeah, since game one, he has no points. He has he has zero points whatsoever. He has more penalty minutes in a career ever in the postseason, and you're only in the second round here. And uh, he had like 10, I think, in that, that cup run that you guys had against the Capitals. So he is definitely off his game. I'm sure Mark, Mark Stone has been off his game too, which is not, yeah. not good. Like, yeah. I, I can't even remember the exact stats. I saw a tweet earlier. Um, but yeah, he, he's, he hasn't. Oh, it was something along the lines of Mark Stone hasn't put up points in games. He didn't put up a single point in game five and six. And uh no, he got his he had an assist in game five. Did he? Okay, he I thought that that was the tweet. Uh, it was something about his past with with like where games were. He's over on a point per game on the in, in the playoffs. Like yeah, he's he's put up what three four. He's put up five points in six games, uh, four assists, one goal. So it's not getting playing horrible, but yeah, they need him to be. They need him to be like where he was buzzing though, where yeah. like where he was you know on top of his shit and. Yeah, I don't know. The last thing I'll say about it before uh, I am not leaving my couch, 
I am uh, I am not checking our Snapchat story, so you can tell the dudes that that they're not getting a a response out oh, of me regardless. Off the post. Sorry, continue. <laughs> uh, and uh, so I have this lucky Carlson glass that um, my wife painted for me, and I've been unfortunate enough the last two games I forgot my cup. So I, maybe, if you can get it right there, I'm maybe drinking out of it right now. So yeah, the, it's going to happen. If and, and if I'll take full responsibility when they do win. Just saying. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so moving you, on. So, so so real quick, you're staying. Okay. You, you're still saying Knights are going to pull this off. Uh, man, it's hard to say who they start. Um, yeah, I got it. You know, I got to be optimistic. I got to be optimistic. Blind confidence. Yeah, I, I, yeah, uh, blind loyalty. Yeah, I, I have to yeah. stay optimistic. I don't feel good about it. I actually feel way worse about this than I did the San Jose Sharks game, uh, game seven last year. Because, yeah, um, I my final prediction is going to be four two nights. Okay. And uh, I think Flurry starts, and I think, and that's if Flurry starts. Um, if Leonard starts, I think it's going to be stupid. I think it's going to be like. Fucking shit. If it's Leonard, I say five four nights. Goodness. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm supposed to my original prediction we mentioned the last episode where I was like, whoever wins game six, I think wins the series. So that that's kind of my prediction there. Um but yeah, we'll move on. Last one. Uh tomorrow we have the uh Islanders Flyers. So that's been an interesting series. Uh it's going seven as well. Uh four thirty Eastern start for that game on NBC. Uh yeah, so what's interesting about this is like I feel like I mean, even looking at the shots and stuff, like the the, the Islanders have been like the, the dominant team here. Just I feel like the Flyers have been more opportunistic. Like they've literally only won they've only won games in overtime, which isn't isn't a discredit to them but they're always having to fight back or they've blown leads and, and somehow come way to you know keep the resolve and and figure out a way to to win which is good but like i mean like the overtime overtime you have 53 shots for the islanders 31 for the flyers uh i mean stuff like that it's just i feel like i feel like the islanders finally found their their form and offense but I feel like in doing so, they've sort of gotten away from those defensive details that's gotten them from, to be able to win those like two one games or, or yep. close close games. So absolutely, um, that's, they need that's to play their game. game. They need to play their game, and yeah. if if they can keep the Flyers quiet for like a period or two, it's it's game over. But yeah. that we'll know. I think we'll know rather quickly. But yeah, they were there were so many turnovers that last game, and you know it was just in that scenario where the fact that you know, the goaltending wasn't, it was just uncharacteristic. I, I can't remember the exact stats, but I, it's, yeah, I, if they play their game, then the Islanders should easily take this. As you said, they've only won in overtime. The Flyers have Islanders have been looking great. They've been looking like the dominant team, but I mean, we could also say that about the Knights, you know, I mean, anything yeah. can happen. And um, I still say, I still got to go with Islanders though. And that's, you know, because I have money on it, but uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Flyers can pull it together too. Yeah, that's still my thinking. Uh, I, I feel like the Flyers sort of dug in and found some extra resolve with 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 something worth mentioning too. Is Oscar Lindblom after after fighting the whole cancer leukemia stuff? I believe that he was going through. Um, came back, played last night. It was super cool. Both teams were like stick tapping the benches when he got out there and stuff. Uh, super super cool moment with that. Uh, definitely gives them a bit of a you know rally something to rally around. I would say. Um, but I think the biggest question here is going to be. It's going to come down to the island. It's going to be similar to, to the to the Knights. Is in who do, who do you start? 
um, who do you start in goal? Because you have Var- Varlamov, been great. I mean, nine and four, two goals against average, ninety-two save percentage, been great. I mean, the last two games with the Flyers, though, you know, nine goals let in. Um, so, so not great in that regard. But then the flip side is Grice has played a couple games against the Flyers as well um, in this series. One and one, one point six eight goals against, almost ninety-five save percentage. So I kind of feel like. The way the trends are going, you know, nine goals against in your last two games against the Flyers, the team's now pushing up against elimination. Maybe go with the go with the guy who's not let up more than two in a game against him uh, this series. I feel like you kind of got to go with Grice here. That's kind of my thinking. Really, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think it was uncharacteristic of uh, I always butcher his name Varlamov. Is that yes. you saying it? Yeah. <laughs> Am I saying that right? I did. It's bad, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I say start him. Play your game. I think you'll do good. Um, then yeah, obviously if Carter Hart this Carter Hart, then they're gonna they're gonna do their thing. And uh, man, game seven, it's exciting yeah, across the board. Here's the thing though, too, is like Varlamov. He's under he's under contract for three more years. After this, Grice is a is a free agent. They probably could resign him. Is my, is my guess. Um, he's probably gonna want to start somewhere. That's that's the idea. I mean, he's going to be 34, 35, so that's going to be hard hard pressed to find. We'll see. Oh, he's that but, old. Yeah, but again, it's if if he performs well, if they do start him here and he he wins this, I'm sure someone will give him a couple years somewhere and you know a, a chance to start. I feel like that's kind of what I what I say what I see out of it. So if he's hungry enough and performs well yeah. enough, oh, yeah. Dallas breakaway save. <laughs> this game's nuts. Yeah, I mean, I want to get to that as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, that that pretty much wraps up everything we're, you know, we're dealing with right now. We'll, we'll throw this up and you guys can give it a listen and uh, chime in and let us know what you think is going to pull pull ahead. Um, just one more recap. I think we both went Avs. Uh, you're saying Canucks. I'm saying Knights. I'm saying Islanders. But what are you saying? Yeah, I'm still sticking with my Islanders. Uh, my Islanders. Okay. Or not my Islanders, but my Islanders. <laughs> I, I should to clarify. Well, I, I tell you what, I'm going to be really bummed out if it winds up, if the Canucks advance and the Flyers advance, because I don't really have a team that I'm <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> you don't have money or that you're rooting interest there anymore. Yeah, and finally, it's just kind of gone. And, and, and you know, it's just and, and it's embarrassing for the Knights because they're going to, you know, second year now they've blown a 3-1 series lead. And, and right now you really can only contribute to bad decisions and just yeah. not being able to manage yourselves well because – they're buzzing. You know, they won they won all four of the seeding games. You know, they closed out Chicago. Granted, Chicago sucks, but they closed them out in five games. You know, they started this series off strong, you know, leading three to one. I mean, yeah, it, it's a, it, it will be embarrassing. So I, I hope they pull it together. And but either way, I'm, you know, looking forward to some uh, some awesome hockey for the next couple of days. Yeah, 100 percent. And then um, I mean, yeah, just looking at the stuff. I mean, I think the games start back. I don't think they have. I appreciate they scheduled to start on the eighth. So, I mean, after this ends, we could probably just do another quick, uh, quick podcast here on uh, on Monday, just talking about what happened, what went wrong, what's going to happen in the in the conference finals games between the four teams that move on. And yeah, we should probably give have our give our predictions and then figure out what wagon to jump on. Because <laughs> I, I mean, I don't really. Are any of these teams particularly exciting to you? Because like I know you're you're you know a Blues fan, and I mean I it, it's just like the, the the easy way out is probably saying like oh the Lightning has got Pat Maroon, you know St. Louis guy won the cup, only guy left in the league who can potentially repeat this year. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you know when they're healthy and edit clicking, I feel like they're probably arguably offensively the most exciting team left to watch. 
True. Um, that and then some of the acrobatics say as Vasilevsky can and is known to make. Um, that factor always is involved there a bit. But... He hasn't really been challenged yet, but yeah, so I that's kind of agree. Yeah, he's he hasn't been challenged, so that's that's the I'm going to be real with you. I think that he is the deciding factor because they're buzzing. They look great. Like obviously they're a fun team to watch. They're putting up the points and like and I I think the Lightning are are one scary team for sure out of the East. There I, I would say that they're. The, one of the more, if it's not the Islanders, I would say it makes a lot of sense for it to be the Lightning. But um, yeah, he's the question mark. If faced against a team that can actually, like, you know, get him, get his blood, you know, moving and, and some shots on net, then who knows? Because he yeah. has been known. Obviously, we saw last year. Um, you know, he has been known to to flake under pressure, but. Yeah. So, uh, man, yeah, that about wraps us up. I'm going to, I'm actually going to barbecue a little bit. I literally drove around for two hours straight trying to find a barbecue pit, like a, just a grill Brutal. because I didn't realize that it was Labor Day weekend. And I'm like, Oh, listen, this is great. I, I need a new grill. I wanted to get one of those like little Weber guys, like to where you yeah, can yeah, like, yeah. pack it up and, and bring it like camping and shit. Um, it literally finally, yeah, I, I want to say I went to like a dozen different places, finally found it. So I'm going to grill and I'm going to get uh, pretty shitty. And uh, whether or not uh, the Knights pull it together or not, I'm, I'm definitely uh, I'm going to be a wreck. So uh, <laughs> tune in on Twitter. Actually, we never, ever talk about our Twitters. Maybe we should. Uh, I don't even. What is yours? What do we even? You didn't even follow me. You, you didn't even follow me for like do you even follow you. me now. I don't even know. That shows you how much like I use Twitter for consumption as opposed to saying my own thoughts. If that makes sense, am I following you? Let's see. <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm the Tyler Cash at at Twitter. So if you guys want to find me, and I'm Tyler Cash on Instagram, obviously Facebook.com/slash FourthLineGoon, FourthLineGoon.com. I follow you, you now. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, fucking shithead. What is so? What's your what's your Twitter and Instagram? Uh, just TWG one nine nine two is my Twitter. Um, uh, I don't use Instagram a whole lot in terms of everything. So, um, if you want some fun on Instagram, you know where to find NHL dives. Oh my NHL god, dives. <laughs> um, having some fun with Marshall, so to say the least, this series. But uh, Fair. yeah, that would say that would be my Instagram plug. But uh, yeah, I'm sure probably you know sometime next year we'll probably get a Twitter going and probably working on our Instagram account a bit more as well as as a as a fourth line goon brand as a whole. Yeah, we have it. It's just like. We, we, a lot of our energy is focused on Facebook. So like I said, find us on Facebook. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably found us from Facebook. Um, and most importantly, if you are listening to this podcast for like your first time, make sure you're liked and subscribed um, so you can keep up to date on everything. Because we are going to be doing these more, more and more often as the playoffs progress because there's just more to talk about. So, all right, man. Well, yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get going. I'm going to check in on this game. What's the, where are we at right now with the Avs uh, Dallas game? I'm actually, I turned it off. 3-2, um, about four minutes left in the second. Colorado's up 3-2, so that's where we're at. Just literally awesome. both, both goalies look brutal. So, <laughs> All right, well, yeah, let's tune in and let's watch some good hockey, and go Knights, go. Better guys.